वेलकम टू बाइज मैक पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च बाय बिजनेस स्ट्रेटजी ई मैगजीन एंड लर्न स्ट्रेटजिक एडवाइजर्स माई सेल्फ डॉक्टर वनीता अग्रवाल सीईओ ऑफ दीज टू कंपनीज टुडे आर गेस्ट इज एंजला लेनहार्ट बट बिफोर आई प्रोसीड फर्दर आई विड रिक्वेस्ट ऑल माई ऑडियंस टू प्लीज सब्सक्राइब द चैनल लिंक इज गिवेन बिलो दिस वीडियो थैंक यू सो मच फॉर ऑल ऑफ यू टू बी हेयर and to be seeing this interesting podcast with angela lenhard from denver colorado usa welcome angela to our podcast it's an honor to have you here such a pleasing personality you are and i'm sure the podcast is going to be very very interesting for all our viewers <laughs> well good morning well it's morning at my house so hi vanetta nice to meet you and thank you for inviting me to to join you today it's our pleasure for viewers angela is an intuitive life coach motivational speaker and best selling author of two books a charm journey uh, which is an inspired guide to personal transformation and is endorsed by the late dr wayne dyer and triggered the wonder horse a true story of faith healing and miracles both books are available on amazon brings together the knowledge of many masters to support her clients in a positive confidential transformation and when you choose to work with her she encourages an environment that is full of potential to help you achieve your desired outcomes and today's topic of the talk is how to use intuition in your business am i right angela yes correct yes because we are all in business for ourselves or working for other people and it's so important that we stay in alignment with who we are and we use our own intuition that inner guidance so that we are in situations that truly feed us as you know human beings and as spiritual beings and a beings of light and that's what i'm super passionate about is is helping people truly understand what it is to live by their intuition connect with their intuition and then apply it to their their business because in all reality you can't separate your personal life from your business you're all we're all one you know everything that you do is connected uh, interconnected so it's it's just really important to always fine tune that inner voice and then apply it to every area in your life so would you bit explain it more uh, how how you know how does it is applicable in business and how to apply it because sometimes there is such a struggle between what is in the head and what is in the heart and everything seems to be you know intuition so what do you mean by intuition and how to apply it so intuition is your it, it's beyond the logical mind so it's that inner knowing it's that deep 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 gut feeling and uh it isn't it, it's usually a a very quick sh- short voice and then after that then our mind gets into it so that's where you have to use discernment to know what voice is truly speaking to you is it your inner wisdom or is it the voice of the ego or something of fear so that that can sound very similar and until you get i think very familiar with how you 
best communicate with your intuition and understand, you know, who's talking to you, whether you call it God or the divine or a higher power, then that is, that's the struggle. And that's what I'm really passionate about is helping people see heal. You got to heal your life. You have to heal that, that, that traumatized part of yourself, because if you don't, that is where our old patterns and behaviors come into play. But once you kind of get beyond that and you get in touch with your soul and you've come from this space of healing, then that intuitive voice, that higher wisdom becomes very, very pronounced. And that is where you can then truly live your life based off of that, your, the truth versus the past or something that isn't necessarily in your highest and best good. So using your intuition is going beyond the logical mind, going into that inner feeling, that deep, deep knowing, and then be, being able to move from that perspective. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, it does make sense. And yes, many times I also feel, you know, there is some gut feeling which is coming, which is overpowering my mind and my thoughts. And, and is definitely going beyond uh, what a logical thinking would bring forward. Uh, but sometimes, you know, you get a feeling of fear, whether to trust that intuitive voice or to go with what your mind is saying and what practical situation is showing. And, you know, a fear, if, if trusting that intuition uh, turns into a failure, what then? So how to overcome it? How do we overcome the voice of fear? Is that the question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, first of all, it's to identify in a very sh short period of time what voice it is. Is it, the, is it your voice of truth or is it your voice of fear? And you can recognize the voice of fear because I tell people, initially when I work with them to pay attention to your body because the body is a very wise vehicle that houses the soul, correct? And it knows your truth and it knows your, you know, we can oftentimes be fooled by our head. We can even be fooled by our hearts, but our, but our inner knowing that's that soul part of us, you can't fool that. And, and the, the body is the signal that tells you whether or not you're moving in the right direction. So it's kind of like the, the blinker on your car. You know, you turn the signal on, mm -hmm. your body's very much, it, you know, very similar to that of a, a car, essentially. So when you, so for instance, um, say you're going, you're moving into a situation, like you, you want to go into a job, you're, you are asked, you're thinking that this is a new opportunity. I'm going to go uh, interview and see if this is an alignment with who I am. And as soon as you walk into the door and the body begins to contract or you begin to feel a little bit constricted, like the lower back tends to, to tighten, maybe your heart becomes, uh, you want to guard your heart or maybe you initially want to uh, put your hands over your stomach and maybe hide the hara, that, that point of identity, who you are, <laughs> right? That is indication, that is your first sign that 
you need to be really, really aware of what's happening in this world. So that's where you put on your, your extra eyes, you know, that internal eyesight. You turn on the internal ear and you pay attention to what's going on around you, whether it's the people or environment or even Mother Nature. You know, Mother Nature's very symbolic in how she delivers intuitive messages to you. So you become very observant and you pay attention to what's going on around you. And when you are in that space, then you can either course correct, you can, you can say, you know what, this job isn't for me, or, uh, or it is. Because if you walk, say you walk into the environment and you feel free and you're happy and you want to expand yourself and you feel like this is a good vibe, I like, I like how this feels, then that's the indication that you're moving in the right direction. So my first um, suggestion is to always pay attention to the body. What is the body saying to you? It, it rarely leads you in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. And you have written two books. So would you like to uh, tell our viewers about those books? Well, my first book, A Charm Journey, is my memoir. So it is a memoir uh, about my life and the journey that I had to take to get to where I am today. So this is, uh, I had really, I had come to a, a point in, in my journey where everything needed to change from my relationships to how I was being, my health um, and, and financially. And I, I really prayed about it and I said, God, what do I need to do to change my life? And I was in this deep meditation slash dream state, and I was given words of advice on what I needed to do to change my world. And, uh, you know, the first thing was be, be extremely grateful for what I have and where I am. Um, the second thing was I had to... Uh, take responsibility for my life and and the role that I was playing in it I couldn't play the victim and point my fingers I had to take total responsibility of me and my energy and how I was showing up in this world and then and then the and then the third thing is is really make amends with people you know if there's any un uh, untethered ties out there or anything that didn't feel complete with with me I had to go back and I had to make sure that I that I felt some sort of completion in that cycle because everything's in cycles. And then the fourth uh, instruction was that I had to write a book about it. And, <laughs> and I did, and I, I wrote a, a book. So it's a, it's my memoir. I have thrown my life out there and it is my journey of leading a very spiritually guided life. I like to say that God, uh, my God voice is very, very loud. That's why I do what I do today. So I can authentically sit here and say, you can do it too. Everyone has that ability to connect deep within their intuition, but it does take a willingness to move forward with that and to, to be able to stand firmly in, in your own, in, in what I believe is to be true, which I always you know, go beyond what I believe in and go for what the higher power says is the truth. So that's how the first book came to fruition. And then the second book is about my horse. 
And I love a good, you know, I'm all about miracles and creating miracles for, for yourself and helping other people do that as well. And I, I've owned my, he's 43. So I've owned him for more than half of his life, you know, 20 plus years. And he really is my best friend. And he's taught me so much about life. You know, uh, the, uh, our, our, about the core values, our priorities, you know, the things that help us build our character, which is trust and respect and discipline, all of these, these virtues that we tend to get away from. But at the end of the day, that is the foundation of who we truly are. So I wrote a book about his journey and him going through a health crisis. And I was, I was exhausted. I was I was exhausted on every level and I just began to, to pray about it. And I needed, Trigger needed a miraculous healing. And he, right as, as soon as I was going to have him euthanized because it just seemed like that there wasn't any hope left. I, uh, he, uh, the vet was going to come out and, and euthanize him. And I leaned down and I whispered in his ear, are you ready to go meet God? And he sits up and he looks at me and he, and he uses all of his might and, he's, and he runs away from me as fast as he possibly could. And that was five years ago. And since then we've, we've traveled around giving our books away, uh, you know, going to, to schools and senior centers and, 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 and churches to share our message. Because when you give, you have to, you know, when you receive, you have to give in life. It helps it's again, it's part of the cycle and you just can't be a taker, 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 and not ever give anything in return because that isn't the way that the universe is set up. It is very much a give and receive. And since I have written my two books and they have been uh, bestsellers, I self-promoted it myself and, and it has spread worldwide. So it's pretty miraculous. And, but what is most important is that I have the sense of inner peace and fulfillment because that first book was about that. I had to go back into my life and reflect and to heal from a, a deep place. And that often requires forgiveness, which isn't always easy, but it is necessary in order to lift that emotional burden. So you can be free from anything that you're carrying around in that invisible backpack. Right. Wonderful. Wonderful. That is so my next question would be how to raise that intuitive power in you. Not everybody has, I, I suppose, I guess when I meet people and I find that yes, everybody has some level of intuition and intuitive power, but not at, you know, very high level, very few have very high levels. So how to raise it? How to raise your intuition? Well, it's, you spend time with yourself, spend time with yourself in silence. You know, uh, oftentimes when we make ourselves so busy, you know, running around and, and creating this chaos for ourselves, we can't hear the small, still voice that is internal because we are distracted. And that's what this, this world has set us up for right now are a lot of distractions. So the key is to turn off your phone, turn off, not this video yet, but, uh, you know, to turn off. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to turn off the television, to turn off the noise and to sit with yourself and to wait until, you know, those messages, th th that internal voice comes up. And that can be a little scary, especially if you've never done that before. 
But then what, what then happens after that is where you are directed to in order to heal aspects of your life. So, you know, the first, uh, you know, the first thing to really heighten your ability to listen to your intuition is to sit quietly with yourself, either in prayer or meditation. The second thing is to pay attention to the body. How does the body feel? And in various situations. How does your body feel in this relationship? How does your body feel in this work situation? And again, if it's tight and contracted, that's usually a sign that you're not in a situation that is in your highest and best interests. And then, you know, um, there are spiritual exercises you can do. Uh, yoga is, is so good at helping you detoxify, detoxify the body and detoxify the mind. Therefore, you can think clearly. I often get most of my psychic uh, intuitive hits after a yoga class, after a, a, a deep, deep, a hot yoga class where I have just sweated and, and I'm exhausted. And that's when my mind seems to be the most clear. And that's where I get you know, visions or insights on what I need to do next as far as my journey goes. And so those are the, those are the, you know, the first three ways that I can recommend for anyone to jump in and, and really tune into that, that inner voice and to live their life from that deep soul calling. Do you believe in clairvoyance, like foreseeing some incidences, some uh, events? I, I, Yeah, I, I do. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't think that I think time is irrelevant. There are many dimensions. And it's, you know, it's only very linear in, in this particular world, this third dimensional living that we're in. But there are many other dimensions. Um, and that's what meditation can help you do is to get beyond the body and go in and get up beyond the mind and to let go. And when you let go, there's a, a wealth of information out there. It's energy. It's all It's all energy and it's tapping into to various, uh, various frequencies of the energy. So the practices that I gave you, you know, sitting quietly, meditation and, and yoga are, are disciplines to help you raise that internal vibration so you vibrate at a different frequency. And that is so important in this day and age, especially with all what's going on in the world. You've got to be able to rise above the fear and 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 almost, you know, I wouldn't say that you got your head in the clouds, but, you know, be very discerning on where you get your information, what media you listen to, what newspapers you consume yourself with, how, you know, are you playing video games all day long? Because those are distractions that can cause you to, to get away from your body and our entire goal here as we incarnated is to be present in our bodies and to be in that oneness so this this world isn't necessarily set up for that and it isn't convenient for that anymore so you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone and to remind yourself what is it that I want what is it that's going to truly make me happy and I'm pretty confident that most of the time when we when we create too many obstacles and 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 chaos in our life we're seldom very happy we're just running away from who we truly are yeah that's that's true uh so uh i will share something if if you allow me uh, yes while talking to you you know i too 
I do get intuitions uh, in a different form though. Uh, you know, I, I get alerting signs and I have been saved from some untowards incidences because there were warning signs all of a sudden. So yes, intuitions do happen. And I believe that that was because I was uh, practicing meditation and yoga a lot. And it was a rhythm, like it was, it is a rhythm of life. So every day, sometime, maybe early morning and whatever time you can get, if you spend say 30 minutes into this kind of silence, you know, what is stress? I feel like often when we talk to family or friends, everybody's stressed out. Everybody right. says, you know, there is so much of stress going on right now. I am stressed because of this. I'm stressed because of that. Even kids nowadays. Yes. Like, yes. like when we were young, we never felt like stressed. No, we never understood the meaning of stress or depression or pressure. Uh, you know, uh, if somebody says something, for example, in a classroom, what is the stress for kids? For kids classroom, some teachers scolded you that become a stress factor nowadays. In our mm -hmm. times, it was like if she has said something, it's okay. You you are upset for one hour or two hours. That's maths. Next day, it's over. It's blank slate again. So I think if if we are able to reduce that noise in our mind and we silence, be a little more uh, accepting, accepting the that not everybody can think in the same way as we are thinking. Not everybody can behave in the same way as we expect them to behave. Maybe if I call some of my friend and she is not in a good mood and I'm not knowing it and she's very, you know, she's speaking in a very cold manner, maybe because she is distracted internally for some reason of her own. I unnecessarily uh, transfer that negativity to me why she is not speaking well to me. So that creates a stress, that creates a noise factor. Absolutely. So if we, if we become little innocent, try to retain innocence rather than becoming too clever, you know, too clever to win everything around is a cause of stress again, because it's again a noise which is being created here. Uh, yeah. And yeah. it, a lot of what we can't control. I think a lot of our stress comes from when we try to control our, we try to yes. control life. And the reality is, is you can't control anything besides your own mind. You can't control the next person. You can't control your, your kids. You can't control, you know, you can, you can't, I mean, you can, you could lock them in a room, I suppose, but, but the reality is you can't control somebody's mind. The only person you can control is yourself. And that's where the stress, that's where the stress begins to become overwhelming is because we want to control our partners our 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 animals our this or that the other and the truth is is we can't control ourselves so we until you learn how to control your emotional state and that's why healing is so important then it's going to be pretty impossible to be happy because you're always going to find a reason to be unhappy because you can't control the situations. And that is why letting go and letting what is, you know, uh, almost be the, be the answer. You know, there are situations where 
yes, you have to step in. I believe in divine intervention. You have to, once in a while, there's a person that's going to come along and say, you know, you've got to do this and this isn't okay, because those are morals there. We all have morals that are written on our hearts, whether or not we want to acknowledge it. That's, that's another thing, but they are there. Yeah. And uh, when you don't live according to those, that is where you become extremely life becomes very difficult and distorted and your sense of reality is it, it, it isn't the it isn't real it's it's silliness actually actually um, yeah and whenever yeah. i go through this kind of stress you know i when i'm obviously uh, i read somewhere recently that expectation is a source of depression so yeah. when you start expecting things to fall into certain line and that's not happening so we have to understand i i i take care i just remind myself of two factors i do i never had a control on my birth did i no i am here i am living i am born <laughs> but yeah. i i don't know if i wanted it that nobody knows right? right i don't have a control on my death also which is certain which is certain to happen after some point of time right so when i cannot control the starting point and the end point why do i want to control the flow in between <laughs> because that is the that is the job of the mind the mind yes. wants to control it's it's that illusion that we're born with is that some some way we can control what's going on around us and the truth is we can't we can't control we uh, you know we we were born we have this journey and none of us actually know when this journey's up you when know to, it's, uh, yeah it, it, is. it is what it is. So you and might as well the, enjoy yeah. the journey. And let the life be little imperfect and enjoy that imperfectness. Yes. Yeah. And if somebody and, is negative, if somebody is causing, you know, stress, like for example, you may be in perfectly peaceful condition. You are uh, living it the way you should. But the people around you are not letting you be happy or, or, you know, putting pressures on you because they themselves are not understanding the concept of, you know, easy living. Then right. in that and case, that, uh, you just know, keep family. your ears shut, mind shut, and understand yes. that that person is not at your level yet. Right. It's, it's acceptance and it's accepting who they are and it's being comfortable in your own skin and then it it boils down to boundaries you know what what are you going to allow into your world what are you going to allow into your space i always i like to refer to the hula hoop theory you know pretend that you have a hula hoop around you you're standing in a hula hoop and everything within the hula hoop you can micromanage you can you can do whatever you want to with it because it's your little world and you can manage that Everything outside of your hula hoop is none of your business. So, you know, if it, if it is your business, I mean, if it has to do with your children, yes, it is your business. Or your animals, yes, it is your business. But generally speaking, you can't control other adults. So you're just driving yourself into this space of anxiety or depression or, you know, deep, deep traumas, or you're being triggered again because you're trying to again you're trying to control something but you're not finding that you have that you are overextending your boundaries and maybe you know there are people that that 
try to go into other people's space and try to control them. And you gotta, you gotta check yourself. You gotta step back and go, you know what? That's none of my business. And they're, they're on their own journey. They're going to live their own life. You can give them tools and set them up. But at the end of the day, you can't live their life for them. And I will share one more thing uh, here, though it is all about you, but I, I'm just enjoying this conversation. Yes. Uh, you know, oh, this very fact, you know, when I became first time mother, what I found uh, an inborn child. Yeah. After three or four months, you start changing your uh, eating habits. Uh, uh, so for example, for my first uh, child, I started loving eating very sour things. Mm. Very, very sour. Tamarind, for example, raw tamarind, very sour. And after the time he is uh, born, uh, there was no more craving for that sour things anymore. So when, when a soul is so much powerful that it can change the habits, the eating habits, the liking habits of a mother where it is not yet born. Think how can you control that soul once it is born? It is right. impossible. <laughs> it's an impossible. It's an impossible. It's an impossible, impossible task. You know, it's impossible. You, they come through you. Your children come through you. You don't, you don't own them. You don't own them. And you're here to teach them, you're here to guide them and give them tools so that they can formulate and make good decisions in their life. But at the end of the day, you don't own them. And, no. and that's you're just a that carrier. You are just a carrier. God has given you the responsibility, not yes. the right, uh, right to, you know, bring them up, to grow yes. them, to nurture them. That's about it. That's what that's your that's your responsibility is to nurture them and 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 to provide I'm, I'm a big you know if you choose to have responsibilities such as children or animals, your, your duty is to provide for them because they can't do it on their own so yes. at least up and be the best version that you possibly can. And that might also require that you have to do a little internal work on yourself, so you can show up for your for the ones that are dependent on you. And that's that that's where I I grew up in Montana. So I I have those those very deep roots of farm life and taking care of those that that love you and and in return do the same for them. And 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 that's just where we are now. And you know as far as a, as the world goes is is showing up for people now and extending love and also being that pillar of strength when they need it the most and and having kids and animals that are helpless essentially you know that they can't go out and get their own food or making you know at a certain age they can't then you're going to have to be able to provide because you've made that choice and the you know life is full of choices and one choice that you make can change the trajectory of your life and that is what i want to just share is like every little choice that you make is is based off a thought that you have and if you have continuous toxic or negative thoughts that are running through your mind generally you're going to go down you're going to pursue that type of journey because that is the energy that you are emanating if you come from an optimistic positive place and you can learn how to control the mind and understand why you do what you do then you will 
generally attract positive experiences and people that will help you. So again, that goes back to choice and knowing that we do have free choice and free will. So you have to make good choices. Thank you so much, Angela. It was, uh, it was really interesting and enriching uh, talking to you. Yes, uh, thank you.